Welcome to the Intentional Artistry Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Stilwell, and I help hairstylists find their confidence behind the chair in the beauty industry through mentorship, breaking through limiting beliefs, and helping to develop skills that will help hairstylists to be able to achieve their definition of success. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hello. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Thanks for being here. So before we get going on this episode, I just want to take a minute to thank you for you that is listening to this podcast. I am so honored that you choose to listen to my podcast, what I have to say every week, and it just means a lot. And I wanted to celebrate because at this moment today, we have an all-time download of 94 downloads, and we've been doing this. Well, this episode will be the 13th episode, and I just want to say thank you because it just is always exciting. This is something that I've wanted to start for a while, and I have been able to put it out, and I'm just grateful for you that you keep coming back. And so today, we're going to be talking about all things color. You are new in the industry and you are wanting to be a colorist and you're trying to figure out what you need to do first and what to learn first and what to master first. This episode is for you. Now, if you have been a colorist for a long time, then no problem. I still think that we can always learn from other people. So if you want to hang out, I would always love that. Let's dive in. The first thing that I would say for you to learn is the color wheel. The color wheel is something that is really important to learn because it's a tool. It's a tool in your toolkit that you can pull out and use whenever you need to. And it is an underrated tool that I think a lot of colorists or new colors just don't use. I really want you to learn things the right way. And so when you know the color wheel, you can be sure that you know exactly when you need to neutralize or when you, how you are developing your eyes. It's important that you know what you're looking at because it can really help you in the long run. I remember when I was in school and I had such a hard time figuring out what levels were, the underlying pigments, developing my eyes. So for me, talking to you about this today, it's because I've been able to do this. So if I've been able to do this and I struggled in the beginning, I know you can too. The color wheel that you need to learn, the pieces of it are... Primary colors, secondary colors, tertiary colors, how to make all those colors. Then you need to learn the level system and underlying pigments. Let's dive in to the primary colors. Your primary colors are yellow, blue, and red. Now your secondary colors are when you put the primary colors together is how you're going to make the secondary colors. For an example... When you put yellow and blue together, you make green. When you put red and blue together, you make violet. And when you put yellow and red together, you make orange. Now with the tertiary colors, these are really fun. 
because they are a combination of the primary and secondary colors together to make tertiary. And a good way to remember tertiary colors is that it's two words. For an example, when you take a yellow and a green, it makes yellow green. When you combine blue and green, it makes blue green. When you make violet and blue together, you make a blue violet. Red and violet together, you make a red violet. Red and orange, you make a red orange. And yellow and orange together, you make a yellow orange. And that is the basics and the functionality of a color wheel. So the next thing that you need to learn is a level system. And the level system is really good to learn because this is what you're going to use a lot. You're going to hear level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, all the way up to a 10. And it is really good to know what those look like. One, to help your clients and to translate what your clients are telling you, but also to know it technically and what hairdressers are talking and how maybe coworkers talk between each other. Before you went into cosmetology school, how did you describe someone's hair color? You described it and probably, oh, that's a blonde or that's a brunette or that's very dark hair like dark brown, or that's black hair. And that is what your clients are going to talk to you about and how they're going to talk about pictures that they see or what they want for their own hair or a red or a chestnut or an auburn. So it's cool to be able to translate those colors into level systems. Let's talk about underlying pigments now. Underlying pigments are going to be blue, blue violet, violet, red violet, red, red orange, orange, yellow orange, yellow, and pale yellow. And these are really important to learn because it's going to be what you're going to see when you are lifting, when you're having lightener on the hair and you're timing it. When you are thinking, oh, maybe I can go rinse this out, you need to see what underlying pigments are bringing brought out from the lightener. For an example, we talked about the color wheel, right? Some of your clients will live at a level one, a level two, a level three, or a four. Those are your darkest levels. And sometimes people are going to live there. But most of the time, on average, you're going to see a level 5 through a level 10. And when you're lightening, you're definitely going to see those depending on what your client's natural canvas is and any kind of previous color history that they may have on their on the hair. Because you're going to, you have to think about their natural hair color, the starting place of that. And so if they have virgin hair, you're good. You just need to figure out the target of like what your clients are starting out with and then their target goal. But then when you have a client who has previous color hair history, it's important to know what their natural is, what they have on their hair currently, and then what their target goal is. Most of the time, the colors that you're going to see when you lighten are red, red orange, orange, yellow orange, and yellow, depending on the target goal. So that's a level five through a 10. 
And most of the time, if they're going to level four, if they're going to a level seven, what is the underlying pigment for level seven? That's orange. So when you're lifting, you have to have your eyes developed so that it, your eyes can figure out what the color is actually and not what the bleach is showing you. Does that make sense? Like so many people feel like, ooh, I can go take it off. And then they take it off and they're, it's like a red orange. They haven't let it process enough. What I'm saying is to be able to check and to be able to have your eyes be able to break through that white lightener or that blue lightener is really important. And if you still struggle with that, my suggestion would be to take either your uh, like blending gloves or a towel with water and pull the foil and you'll be able to see the color better like that. When the lightener is off, you can see the raw lift of what your highlights are doing. Now, if it's not ready yet, or it feels like it's trying to break through those underlying pigments, what I would suggest is to reapply the lightener. Put it back in the foil and let it keep processing. And you can do this throughout the head as well. If you feel like it's just staying stuck, either remix another smaller bowl of lightener, maybe even a higher developer, but maybe not. Maybe it just needs a second kind of bump or maybe even some heat, possibly, depending on what your manufacturer says that you can and cannot do. The next thing that I think of when I think of underlying pigments is those underlying pigments, what neutralizes those pigments? When you're lifting, you might have to neutralize, possibly depending on the target that you're going to or underlying warmth that is coming coming through that the client does not want. When you think about that, Think about those levels that I told you that were important during the lightening process. So for an example, the red, red, orange, orange, yellow, orange, and yellow. Now, do you know what neutralizes those colors? If you don't, my encouragement to you is to learn the color wheel or at least have this tool up in your color room area so that you can get to know it more understand it better. I'm going to go through this really quick and then you can kind of dive on your own. The colors that you need to be able to have in your inventory as well is for red, red, orange, orange, yellow, orange, and yellow, and those colors that neutralize it. So what neutralizes red? Green does. What neutralizes red, orange? Blue, green. What neutralizes orange? Blue. What neutralizes yellow, orange, blue, violet, and what neutralizes yellow? That is violet. There is your jump start on the color wheel. I hope that helped you. I also have a complete color wheel that you can get for free. And I've also included practiced worksheets and what the underlying pigments are, the level systems, and then I have given you time and places for you to be able to practice this on your own at your own time. And I believe that you can learn this and you can do it. And this is like the first step that you need to take 
in order to be a really good colorist because like I said earlier, you have to develop your eyes. And if you don't develop your eyes and know what you're looking at, then it's going to be a really, it's going to be a struggle because if you only know the technical side of this, it's great to know, but you have to pair it with the visuals as well. And I take a deep dive into that in the offers that I'm going to create in the future. But right now, what I can offer you is a free color wheel workbook that has practice worksheets available for you. So the next thing that I want to talk about is an actual real life example that I got the other day. A student of mine had texted me and asked, hey, this is what's going on with my client. I don't know what I did wrong. Can you please help me? Let's dive into that. I got a message from my student and she said, I did this balayage on my client's hair and I toned it with a 7GB, a 7M, and a 9AG, thinking it would be brownish. Then, so it's more brown than blonde, but her hair didn't take the color at all and I don't know what I did wrong. It's like it almost didn't change the color at all from what I lightened it to. Now, if you are wanting to see the visual aspects of this, then I will be posting this to my Instagram page. If you want to see the beginning, middle, like the complete breakdown of this and the inspo pictures, because sometimes it's kind of hard to just talk about it, but I definitely want to talk about it just, you know first. So the first thing I asked her is, does she have an inspo picture? And so she sent me two. And then I asked her, which inspo picture does your client want the most? And she said, this is the one that I want. So I was able to really kind of look at it too. Then I asked, what was her starting hair color? Uh, Was she always dark? And then you added balayage in and does she have previous color history? So my student had sent me her hair color before, like the starting canvas. And she said, all the dark is virgin. And I left out previously lightened ends as well. I said, I think what happened was that you didn't use a dark enough toner in the formula. Those colors in the inspo picture are more of a six than a seven in the other pictures. And you're close in the last ones, but the tones are just a little off. If she wants darker, then I'd try to do a six. Then what I would do is I asked her what she mixed up. And so she told me what she had mixed up. So because I was looking at this from a picture perspective, sometimes picture quality and phones can show up different tones. My job at that point is to ask the stylist, hey, does this look like more like this? So what I would did what I did was I broke down the highlighted pictures because at the root area and like into the mid links it looked like a red orange to me and then the mid links to the ends looked like a mixture of yellow orange but mainly orange. Because remember, she had previously lightened hair at the bottom, like where her ends were. Some of those can pop 
brighter depending on the starting level. So I want you to be careful with that. So I broke it into sections and we talked about it and I was asking her, is this true? Do you see this as well? And she said, yes. So what I did is after I broke down that color, I thought of some ideas. What I suggested for her is that she might have to work in two different sections and mix two different toner formulas to neutralize those sections because the root area is more of a red-orange and the ends are more of an orange-yellow-orange. So depending on the formula that you're doing, you might have to neutralize the red so that it's not pulling red and it's pulling more orange because it would be an even canvas of when how you need to have the hair look. My thoughts were is that you might have to pre-tone the hair first. That means neutralize the unwanted tones so that, because it's showing a lot of warmth. And plus with her formula that she used, it's very gold. So when you add, when you already have your underlying pigments as pretty gold, orange, and your formula is going to add more gold onto that, it's just going to shine gold, right? It's going to shine orange. And the inspiration picture was a, is a caramel, but it's a softer. It's a, it's a not so bright in your face, if that makes sense. What I was, I suggested to do is to break it down and go darker because that's what the inspirational picture looks like is darker. And so, but you also needed to use a blue-green to cancel the red-orange, and you needed to use a blue to cancel out the orange as well, and maybe possibly a violet in there, possibly. But I told her that it's really important to go with your gut because, and that these are just suggestions. It doesn't mean that you have to use any of those, but it's hard for me to tell you and give you a definite answer because I'm just going off of a picture. The other thing that I suggested to her is that she don't, she doesn't want to take too much warmth out of the hair because she still wants a caramel. And the color that was given to me is almost there. It's almost the inspirational picture. It's just a little lighter. So we just need to deepen the tones just a little bit more. So my opinion and my suggestion was to do six, a six N, a six N A, and a six SB with five volume on the roots and mids, and possibly just to do a six N and a six BV, five volume mids and ends. But the thing is, is that she wasn't sure what she could find at the store. And so I had asked her what she could find. And all she could find at the store was a, I think it was a 7SB, a 6N, a 6NA, and a 7SB. 
And on the for, that's for the roots. And then for the mids, it was a 6N and a 7SB with five volume. And it turned out really good. And I was super proud of her. And sometimes you just have to go with your gut and kind of what you can find at the store. As long as it will match that level. You want to be able to tone at level because just like my student did and what we've all done before, if you've ever been a colorist, is we formulate too light. When you formulate too light, that is why it looks like it's not going to do anything. So I really encourage you to go back to the basics, lay that really good foundation, and I give you all of that in this workbook and in this guide, and I know that you can do it. So go back to the basics, practice, practice, practice. Remember the saying, practice makes perfect. And if you want to see this at a deep dive and like the actual inspo pick, and what we did, and the starting place, and the formula, and how we did it, go over to my Instagram page this week, and I will share it all with you. I hope you love this podcast, and if you have any questions, find me over at Instagram. My Instagram link is in the show notes below, and if you loved this episode, I'd love if you took a screenshot and tagged me at Laura Stillwell, and I'll see you next week. 